Uh, Jack, Jack, quick moment of your time, please. How does it feel to finally discover the Villa Talks podcast? Um, best day of my life. Great, there you have it. Back to you at the studio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Villa Talks podcast, another episode of the Lockdown Lowdown. A frustrating evening for, for Villa tonight. Uh, the winning run has come to an end. Um, not a great performance, uh, not much to write home about. Uh, Chadzi, where did it go wrong, mate? Yeah, back down to earth, mate. Um, I'm not, I can't say I saw, saw a 3-0 defeat coming, um, but... Leeds are a good side, very good side, and they've proven that tonight. They've got gotten the better, better of us, man to man, tactically. Bielsa's, um, I wouldn't say he's scored Smith tonight, but he's got the better of Smith, and the players on the pitch have got the better of our lads. We looked a bit tired, a bit lethargic, made a made a few uncharacteristic mistakes, gave the ball away in sloppy areas, and uh, Bamford took his chances when they. When they arose, it's one of those nights. I think it's going to be one of those seasons where there's plenty of, I wouldn't call this a freak result because Leeds are an excellent side, um, but plenty of away wins, high-scoring wins. And Villa just seemed reluctant to change the game plan. We wanted to keep going at it. We wanted to get back in the game when it was 1-0, 2-0, rather than maybe uh, shutting up shop. And I, I won't criticise Smith for that because that's his philosophy. But to be honest, lads, you know, we've been beaten by a better side tonight. Nobody can claim any different. Leeds are an excellent side with an excellent manager. And um, 3-0 says it all for me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think probably could have been more. Um, there was a few few turning points in the game. I thought Leeds obviously started really well. First 15, 20 minutes, they were much, much the better side. And then we came back into the game after that and, and had a few chances ourselves. And our decision-making was really lacking at times. I thought we were pretty sloppy in the final third. Um, and obviously Jack probably had the best chance in the first half and, and was millimetres away from putting us in the lead. Um, but overall, I thought Leeds were the better side, like you said, and second half really blew us away. And, and you know, I, I thought maybe they would tire a little bit and would come back into the game, but far from it, you know, they, they just kept on going and going and going and, and fair play to them. They, they kept creating chances and really we looked a little bit lost uh, in the in the second half, apart from maybe that run. Uh, that Jack did, where you know it's an amazing run, and and but at the end, I think he should have possibly scored. Uh, and apart from a couple of chances towards the end when the game was over and done with, there was not much else to home, uh, not much else to talk about really. Um, Jugsy, where do you think the the battle was lost for us? Do you think it was the midfield? Yeah, yeah, I think it was the midfield. I mean, I was nervous going into this game because even though Leeds had a couple of players missing, their system's so well embedded that personality isn't a big thing for them they've got players that play the system in training I'd, I'd imagine and can just slot in and they know what their job is so Leeds weren't really affected by making a couple of changes to their team and honestly they were just relentless I'd say with their pressing um, again Bielsa's tactics were, were, were spot on in that midfield they didn't give the likes of McGinn or Barkley any time at all and they were just first to every second ball and we just couldn't get a, a stranglehold onto the game at all and First half, I mean, we had we had a couple of opportunities um, and then they just sort of outplayed us in that second half. We didn't really get a, a look in. But yeah, again, I think that midfield was, was a massive area and a massive issue for us. 
Um, Rodrigo got on the ball too way, way too easily for me. I think Douglas got caught on the wrong side a number of times where they just yeah, passed through the lines. And uh, Douglas, to be fair to him, was isolated. He didn't get much protection. So um, when Rodrigo did get the ball, he got it out to that Jack Harrison on the on the left. And uh, he was always one-on-one with uh, Matty Cash because he can go either way. It was a difficult, difficult evening for Matty Cash, who's done obviously excellent since he's uh, played, started, um, signed for Villa. Um, I think Barkley and McGinn were both really sloppy, sloppy in possession, sloppy in decision-making. And I just thought we went too gung-ho, like... I think we went similar tactics to Leicester where Grealish was left um, sort of uh, up front with, with Watkins and Barkley was asked to to track back and cover that left-hand side. And yeah, we were just outnumbered in the middle and uh, they played them one-twos and outworked us really. And I think what Smith should have done is sort of realise that in, in the first half, maybe got McGinn to tuck back in with Douglas like we did against Liverpool. Um, rather than being sort of a bit further forward. Um, Leeds do play quite vertical in that midfield, so it would have made sense maybe just to drop um, Douglas behind Rodrigo and then um, McGinn on on that sort of box-to-box midfielder. Um, Yes, I think midfield midfield was probably the key issue for us. We couldn't get onto the ball and they left our defence quite exposed. I think, yeah, defensive-wise, we we conceded three goals, um, but there wasn't, I didn't think there was a bad performance in there. I thought, yeah, Mings and Konza could have sort of pressed aggressively and got out to the ball a bit with Bamford when he when he obviously scored them a couple of goals. Uh, Cash had a difficult difficult evening. Um, did his best, I thought, and did put some tackles in. Um, Target was again probably anonymous a bit. Um, yeah, probably just wanted to hide because yeah, there was they weren't really attacking on his side, but he didn't really get forward either. Um, so yeah, really difficult evening um, for the team really. Yeah, and no, I think um, a good summary there, um, Jugsy, and and probably accord with what I, what I what I saw on the pitch and what I was seeing with my eyes. Um, I I thought they just had the they had the legs on us really. I think in the end, you know, we we just weren't up to up to their levels of fitness, and you know, it started with started with McGinn and Barkley. I think where they were sort of bypassing our midfield so too easily, uh, and you know, your point about them having too many chances of one-on-one with cash and, and and getting it to the edge of our box and against our defence and exposing our defence. It was something similar to what we saw last year, I, I thought, where we had a big problem with that. And, and and you can look at the stats, you know, 26 shots at our goal um, speaks for itself, really, and, and something we haven't really seen since early part of lockdown or, or maybe before lockdown at the Leicester game. You know, uh, we've sort of been much more resolute and, and our shape of that has been much more better. But you know, today we were sort of Villa of early last year, really more more than anything else. And hopefully, it's a blip um, and it's a one-off. But Chad, do you, you know? Do you, do you are you concerned a little bit, or do you think it's a one-off one-off performance? Uh, you know, how do you think we we go forward from here? Um, I'm not concerned, and I don't think it's a one-off performance. So neither really. I think we're going to lose games this season. We're going to have teams that um, outwit us tactically. We're going to have teams that have a good day when we have a bad day we're going to lose 10, 15 games this season. So a bit like Dean Smith says, let's not get carried away with the defeat. Much like uh, we tried not <laughs> tried not to get too carried away after a few wins. You know, we will hopefully be a mid-table team this season. And if we're a mid-table team, we're going we're gonna to get beat a few times. So um, I'm not overly concerned. Like I said, I think Leeds are an excellent side who, like Jugsy alluded to, they know their system very well. It's very well embedded and personnel changes didn't seem to impact that tonight. 
you know, their strikers had a good night when our forward players haven't had a good night. Their midfield were on it, our midfield weren't on it. So as much as, you know, we can look at tactics and things, I think sometimes you're allowed to have an off night and tonight most of our lads had an off night at the same time. So there's nobody really covering, nobody really being that creative spark when Jack and uh, Barkley perhaps weren't at their best. And um, I think, you know, the centre-backs, to be honest, might look at, like Juggie said, being a bit more aggressive in stopping the shot sometimes. But not overly concerned, mate. Um, I think we're shaping up really nicely. I think everything we've said in the last three or four weeks still stands. That's that's the point I've tried to make in the last few weeks. You know, if you think the recruitment's been excellent, if you think the coaching's been excellent, if you think Dean Smith's doing a great job, then one defeat doesn't change that, mate. So I'm still very positive and I just tip my hat, to be honest, to Leeds. I, I've never really been one to fall for this great big rivalry with them. You know, I don't care less, couldn't care less about Leeds and I, I, I doubt most of their fans care less about us it's a it's a fake uh, social media rivalry as, as far as I'm concerned they're a massive club um, with great fans and a very good side so good luck to them yeah no thanks Chad I, I needed those words I needed that uh, that rallying cry um, you know it happens you know you, you, like you said you can't get you can't get too down when, when we lose it's, it's expected to happen it's going to happen at some point we can't win every game Although maybe a small minority of us were thinking we could go on a on a long winning run, but don't get me you know, wrong, I'm the... very down. I'm very down. I don't yeah. like seeing no, Villa lose, yeah. and it's been no, a, that last half an hour was was pretty depressing. I'm I'm a positive bloke, so I won't I won't try and paper over the cracks. We've got we've got work to do, and hopefully that's a bit of a shock to the system. But you know everything we've said in the last few weeks still stands, mate. Yeah, and uh, yeah, of course, you know. Um, I think hopefully Smith will will learn a lesson from today, um, and as he has done in the past, you know we've seen that with what's happened with the team and how we've transformed the team. And, and you know, in, in the podcast, in the preview, we were talking about how resolute we've been and how we've changed our defensive shape and, and how we've improved defensively, and, and that's led us to becoming a much more you know, solid team, but also going forward as well. And, and today, you know, he, I think he got it wrong. I think it's pretty plain to see. You know. Um, I, I thought we'd look at the Wolves' performance against Leeds uh, last week and, and maybe look to not mimic that, but but take some good lessons from that. And, and I think we did com- the complete opposite. You know, we we played into Leeds' hands a little bit. You know, we, we tried to play gung-ho football like they did. And, you know, there were moments in the first half where it could have turned, the game could have turned, you know, if uh, if Jack scores that goal and, you know, we make a few better decisions in the final third um, and maybe we get a, a, you know, get that penalty, although I, I think it was outside the box anyway and, and maybe more of a collision. Then who knows? Uh, and even in the second half, the early part of the second half before they score, you know we've we've uh, we've had a couple of chances there and a few corners and 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 looking in the ascendancy and then suddenly it shifts and uh, you know it's it's a little bit concerning that our heads dropped a little bit and we we didn't fight back in the game and and one became two and two became three but hopefully like you say it's a blip and Smith will learn his lesson uh, you know. It, it, you know, I think a lot of us were crying out there for maybe Davis coming on or maybe McGinn, like Jigsy said, tucking back in and, and making us a bit more solid. But by that point in the game, you know, they, they, they scored three goals within 20 minutes and it was just one of those games, it, you know, the, the subs that came on weren't able to influence the game. But moving forward now, Jigsy, I mean, looking ahead to the uh, Southampton game, um, another game, another tough test that's uh, going to be put in front of Villa, uh, a very good team, a, a team that... I've really, since that 9-0 win last season, I've, I've gone from strength to strength, really. Um, and I sort of started from their win against Villa 
uh, last season, uh, just before Christmas, just before Christmas when uh, McGinn got injured. Um, obviously, going to be a dangerous team to play. How, how do you think we'll approach that game, and and do you think Smith will look to change things up a little bit? Um, no, I think he uh, believes in this in this eleven, and obviously the result today wasn't ideal, but they have performed well in the last couple of games. So I think he'll go with the same eleven. But it's just about learning some lessons, I think, from today's game. I don't think we went into this game too arrogant. I just thought we sort of just went with the same system, and we should have just adapted a little bit. Um, the one thing I would say is in terms of the key lessons from today was I thought we were too trying to be too intricate in the final third where football sometimes is about basics. So Leeds, what they did was, you know, I mean, flood the box with midfielders running on and get into two and one positions on the wings and get the ball across the box. So cutbacks and crosses and hoping that's the best way of creating chances. And it worked for them. I mean, I think you were telling me earlier they had 26 shots. So football is just about basics sometimes and I just thought we would try to be a bit too clever in our play and um, Jack and Watkins I thought started off really well I've got built up a really good understanding but they sort of faded I thought and uh, Watkins had quite a tough task so I think we just need to make sure if we've got an opportunity at the edge of the box take the shot because if Liverpool game taught us anything that anything can happen with deflections and that's one area of Grealish's game where I think he needs to do more of is, is, is let, let the shot off and he's not probably a natural striker of the ball. And that's probably the one area where he's probably not world-class uh, compared to his all of the attributes. But he's got to back himself, I think, sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I'd say, yeah, on the attacking side, we just need to be a bit more ruthless. Um, yeah, defensively, I think, yeah, Southampton are obviously a good side. Um, Danny Ings is in great form uh, from last season and he's a top goal scorer. And they did this at home last season. Um, so it'd be a case of, for us, I think just going back to basics uh, and just planning for Southampton and making sure that we execute our plans. And one one of the things, I don't think we lacked fit. Did you, do you guys think we lacked a bit of fitness? I mean, we just looked like we were like second best to everything and we just looked like a different level fitness-wise. We spoke about after the Leicester game how we were first to... Uh... Every second ball, um, Leicester game, Liverpool game, Fulham game. And tonight, it just looked like we weren't quite sharp enough to, to win those second balls. Leeds dominated that midfield, like you said. And I felt like they were they were onto everything first. And whether that is fitness or sharpness, I don't know. Or whether it is just they had a, they had a, a good night whilst our midfield had an off night. But I, I was a bit disappointed in the last 10 minutes that, like Omar said, we... We gave the ball away quite sloppily and threw our hands up in the air rather than got after it. You know, once the game's gone, you do just want to see a little bit of fight, a little bit of um, drive to to make things better. And I'm not saying that the fight was missing, but the legs did seem to have gone. And it's easy to sprint around and run around when you're seven two up. Like, you know, I want to see sprinting around, running around for the full ninety minutes. But you know, <laughs> we're picking it. Uh, fine margins here. We've we've had a good run around tonight. Mm. And, and um Yeah, sorry, sorry, Chad. Um as much as we said how professional the Leicester performance was, I thought today we were just a bit naive. Sometimes it takes leaders on the pitch to make a big tackle, you know, I mean change the momentum of the game. Um or you, you, you know, um I think we just no one really stepped up and wanted the ball in that second half. I think a couple of our players started hiding and uh yeah, I know it's a difficult night, don't get me wrong, and I'm not trying to be too, be too too critical of them. 
Um, but I just felt like someone needed to step up and uh, they were probably looking around that pitch and yeah, I just felt we needed a bit of leadership, someone just to change the momentum, put a big tackle in or or just change it up slightly. And yeah. I think Smith was sort of had his hands tied behind his back with the subs because obviously our bench strength isn't great. Um, obviously, Trora came on, um, didn't do too much, but it was difficult for him. And I don't think Keenan Davis was fully fit or else he would have come on sooner. So I think Davis was on the bench um, just as an option as a forward. But I don't think Smith wanted to risk him when we're 3-0 down. So I can see why he didn't put him on. Yeah, and I also think, you know, um, Leeds will do that to a lot of teams. You know, they'll, they'll have good games and bad games, a bit like us last season. Um, but, you know, they, they've got that in them. They've got that type of performance in them. And, and when things click for them, you know, like they did today, then they are going to score a few goals and create plenty of chances. I always expected them to create plenty of chances. Don't get me wrong, but I always said that, you know, we were talking about this on our WhatsApp group and, and and it was always a case of, you know, if we can just make sure we don't concede, then as the game went on, I always fancied us. But unfortunately, it just didn't quite happen for us. And and I definitely think there were there was chances there for us to for the taking, but we just didn't manage to make that final pass or make the right decision. And, you know, in the first half, I, I thought Leeds were, you know, although they played really well the first 15, 20 minutes, they were definitely there for the taking. Yeah, if we were a bit more clever about our play and as Jegsy said, weren't didn't try to be too intricate and, and tried to do some of the ball basics right and, and, and get players in the box. There was a number of number of uh, number of uh, instances where, you know, for example, Ollie Watkins gets the ball uh, pulled back from Jack Grealish and, and instead of laying it up for Barkley, he runs into a, a blind alley. Uh, you know, Jack makes bad decisions and McGinn turns and, and Grealish is free and he, he ends up making a bad decision and, and turns the wrong way. You know, there was a number of things like that that happened where, you know, other games like Liverpool, everything sort of clicked for us and everything went right for us. Today, everything went wrong for us and and, and, and most things went right for Leeds. So, you know, hopefully we chalk it off as, as a bad display and a bad day at the office and, and move on and, and, you know, hopefully, like we said, learn our lessons and, and push on. Uh, you know, we can spend time here talking about every single player and, and, and their performance. But, you know, like, like Chadzi said, you know, if you think they're they're good enough before this game and to win four games and out of four and Dean Smith is a, is a great manager to win four games out of four, then, you know, they've still got that ability in them. They've still got that in them to 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 bring that out in the next performance, in the next game. So let's let's get back behind the players and, and, and move on and push on and try and forget about it as much as possible. And I don't really want to go on too long talking about a 3-0 defeat, to be honest. Uh, you know, we can go analytical and detailed as we'd like, but I think all the points that we've covered are, are, are key and, and important. And, and I think most fans w- would have been able to see that. Um, so, you know, a, apart from that, I mean, Chadzi, before before we sort of break off the night, any any final thoughts? Um, it's been an outstanding start to the season, mate. Absolutely outstanding. If you think where we were in April, um, I've said a couple of times, we're one goal away from playing at Wickham this season, one goal away from Jack playing for another club, one goal away from Henry Lansbury being our midfield maestro um, at, at Wickham. So I'm seeing the bigger picture, mate. I'm absolutely delighted with everything the club's done this summer, the recruitment, the, um, the way Smith's improved this squad, the the strength we seem to have now, um, a little bit of depth. And to have 12 points from our first five games is um, an absolutely superb start. So we've been beaten by a better team tonight. We haven't had a great night. And um, sometimes you've just got to doff your, doff your cap to the opposition. So... We go again next week against Southampton and um, I'm confident that there'll be some some lessons learned from tonight and they'll bounce back um, having had a good rest and put in a, put in a good performance. Jugsy, your thoughts? 
Yeah, I think I'd agree with Chadsey. I mean, this team hasn't let us down um, this season or sort of four or five games of the back end of last season. Um, they've given 100% for the Villa shirt. And yeah, I mean, we're not going to sort of let them down now and uh, go over the top with our reactions. Um, it's a case of we were beaten by the better side on the, on the night and we take away the lessons and uh, I'm backing the, the team to come back stronger. Um, it's a bit of a reality check. And to be honest, we've been very real, realistic on this podcast and our expectations are mid-table. And obviously with our start, it's been fantastic. And there are going to be games like this where we get beat. And um, yeah, it's a case of just going into each game, just backing ourselves. And we've got the, the team, we know we're good enough to compete against any side in the Premier League. Uh, and we've proven that this season. So um, I'm expecting still great things from this team. And uh, I think Smith will uh, regroup, get the players refocused and uh, yeah, make sure that we, we learn from the lessons and yeah, go again as a team. And looking forward to the Southampton game now. Um, coming into this podcast, I was a bit sort of depressed after the game. And now, yeah, after that sort of getting things off our chests, I'm quite positive again. So it's a case of looking forward to the next game and yeah, we move on. Yeah, uh, we were thinking of just doing it tomorrow morning instead and, and sort of sleeping on it a little bit. But I'm glad, Jugsy, you uh, suggested let's just get the raw mo- motion out there because uh, it's definitely made me feel better. And, uh, you know, it's one of those nights it happens. And, uh, you know, we've had, a, we've had a good run with the with the podcast and, and a good run with the with the Villa games. You know, every, every game we've reviewed so far, pretty much apart from obviously the Cup games, um, have, have been a win. So... It's been great, but this was bound to happen. Number of number of uh, lessons, number of lessons is going to go through the floor now, mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, yeah. So we'll no keep it short. I won't. No, yeah. it? Yeah, I know. It's all right. We we understand. Don't worry. We understand. And uh, you know, I won't try and edit this too much. I just wanted to get the sort of general feelings of the gang out there, and and you know, just put it out there. And, and I'm sure Villa fans are, are feeling the same way. But you know, don't be too too disheartened, uh, as we've said. You know, it's it was bound to happen at, at some stage, and. You know, Leeds are one of those teams where where they can do that to you. So you know, we move on. Can we just touch on the the, the penalty, mate, um, or the the not penalty? Because I feel like I'm watching a different game to everyone else. It's a foul, isn't it? In Clear the box, foul. I don't. I, I just can't understand how it's not a penalty. I think I've, he's I've, he's need him in the side. Uh, I think he's need him in the side, and there's been contact. I mean, some some may argue it's a bit of a collision or whatever, but you know, I do think it was a foul. But I, I'm not sure if it was inside the box, to be honest, because it, it looked like it looked to me like no, was it? Okay, box. fair enough. Well, I look, I, first first glance, I thought it was outside. If it's in the centre circle, he definitely just blows quick blows it for a quick free kick. Everyone gets on with the game, but because it's in the in the box, for some reason they think you have to make a, a, a different decision. I'm not. I'm not trying to for any one minute say it had an impact on the game. Obviously, if we get a penalty, hopefully we score it. But I just feel like sometimes I'm watching a different different game to the commentary team or everyone else because later on in the game when um, Leeds were appealing for a penalty and they went for a VAR check for the Mings. Um, well, Mings didn't even tackle Bamford. Bamford stamped on Mings. I'm honestly thinking that they're reviewing that to mm. potentially give Bamford a red card for stamping on Mings. Yeah. There's no consistency with it at all. And yeah, I think, to be fair, I think the Grealish one was a bit borderline. It was right on the edge, right on the line, I think. Um, so it could have gone either way. But obviously, when it gets reviewed, they want any any sort of excuse to cop out and not give a decision or not get it reviewed by the ref. So it was never going to happen once the ref didn't give it. But I thought the ref bottled that, really. And I think, yeah, the ref, yeah, I don't know. He was all right in the game, but not great. He didn't give us too much. And 
it felt like, yeah, when as soon as Jack went down, he had no interest in giving it at all. But it was a clear, clear foul. I mean, all day long, that's a foul. So yeah, he, um, he was he was a bit dismissive of Jack, I thought. Yeah, um, the referee yeah. in general, uh, and and you could see Jack's frustration throughout the game, and even with the with the liner as well, because there was a couple of times where the ball came over and it was borderline whether he went out or not, and you know he, he sort of managed to control it or pass it on, and we looked quite to be in a quite dangerous position from then on in, but the the linesman blew for a blew for a throw and he you know he it was definitely you could hear him um on the audio, you know, he was definitely moaning about that. But you know, it's one of those things that some some go for you, some don't and um I think in fairness with the referee, you gotta give him some credit. Uh, we've been complaining the last few weeks that the foul was going in on Jack and in the first ten, fifteen minutes were were going unpunished, but he got the yellow card out early, didn't he? And yeah. um Massive credit, massive credit to Bielsa for making that change. Masterclass, yeah. Obviously, we were going to just run at him all night after that, and the red card would have changed the game. So, a lot of managers would have thought about that substitution, but maybe not made it. But straight away, he's identified. I mean, it's obvious. It's the obvious thing to do for me. It's not like an absolute masterstroke, but I do think fair play to him because um, I think Jack backed him again. Could have easily gone and got him sent off if he yeah. stayed on. And not to talk too much about Leeds uh, because this isn't about them, but I thought Shackleton, who came on, was excellent uh, and definitely shifted the tide a little bit. Although, you know, obviously Leeds was started off really well, but I thought Struik was, was struggling a bit w- with our midfield and, and you, know, you could see him getting a different, definitely see him getting another yellow card. And, and as you said, Bielsa, good thinking by him, you know, that's why he's such an excellent manager uh, and why he made that decision. And, and I thought Shackleton came on and, and really, you know, from then on in Leeds were were much much better and, and especially in the second half he was brilliant I thought but yeah we well, know we move on um, and uh, you know I don't think we need to dwell on the game too much hopefully we can move on unfortunately it's at the beginning of the weekend so we have to uh, uh, sort of ruin the weekend a little bit but hopefully we can look forward to the next game uh, next week we've obviously got the the match preview for for the Southampton game but before that we'll have a, a couple of specials um just hopefully, well, I'll say lighten the mood, but they're going to be a couple of serious topics. One is going to be, uh, uh, I'm going to be joined by by Kerry and Chris, who are going to be talking about what's going on in, in the in sort of Premier League world at the moment in terms of what well, Premier greed uh, with the pay-per-view games and uh, and the big picture stuff that's coming out in the European Super League and, and in the context of what's going on in the in the nation at the moment. Uh, and both Kerry and Chris are both on the, on the ground floor and, and seeing what's going on in terms of the local communities and, and, and sort of the local communities around Villa as well. Um, so that should be a really interesting one. And then hopefully we'll get an opportunity to record our, our special around Black History Month just before the end of the month uh, and, and look at the, the best black players to ever played for Villa and, and come up with our top five lists. But but apart from that, really, uh, Jugsy and Chadzi, thank you for joining me again. I know it was uh, probably a difficult one to do tonight, but definitely made me feel better. Hopefully you did the same for you. And, uh, you know, we'll see you next time. Uh, please do remember to subscribe and follow us. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, then please do leave a review and rating. And hopefully see you next time. Thanks, boys. Thanks, everyone. Up the Villa. Cheers, mate. Up the Villa. Cheers, Dom. Up the Villa, lads. I love it. Mm-hmm. I know it's very good.